Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Ether Show. Hope you guys are having a good week. You know, end of the week is almost here, man. You know, you guys are going to be able to rest up or go out and go have fun. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about overthinking. And uh, I feel like this topic is going to be able to help a lot of you guys out because it was definitely one of the big game changers for me. Like when I actually was able to uh, control like my emotions and not letting like my thoughts like get carried away and like assuming all these extra bad things are going to happen. Um, so let's jump right into it. Uh, so really quick, I'm just going to give you guys, for those of you guys that don't know, right? Cause anxiety is so, uh, I'm not going to say vague, but there are, there's different types of, uh, anxiety disorders. Uh, so right now I'm looking at basically just like, uh, the definition of like overthinking, which I think is basically one of like the main things in anxiety, right? Is your, like you tend to overthink situations, and the Google definition is overthinking is a process of repeatedly thinking about any incident relationship or any incident owning to the fact that it brought a drastic change in your life for a long period of time. And uh, for myself, I wouldn't say I have anxiety, but I'm definitely, I definitely was an overthinker. And I think that led me to have, I'd say only one serious anxiety attack, but I've never really had the disorder. Like, you know how you guys like, um, some of you guys currently have the disorder, never been diagnosed, but you know it, right? Like you don't have to be a scientist to know that you're depressed or that you have anxiety, right? It, they really just scale it from like minor to like excessive. Right. Um, so for me, uh, how it felt to have anxiety, the one time that I really did, it seemed like I couldn't really hold on to any particular thought. It was more of like my thoughts my thoughts were just everywhere. They were racing and, uh, I couldn't ground myself. And it, it wasn't even like I over, how do I say? It wasn't even like I was assuming a situation would turn bad. It was just like thoughts constantly racing that I couldn't focus on. And I guess trying so hard to stop the, uh, the thoughts that were racing around in my head, um, started to build up like a pressure in my head. Like, like, uh, like it started to cause a headache. And, and it would like, it was so uncomfortable. It was like, I felt like I wasn't in control at all, you know? So that was just like my experience with it. I know for some people it may be different, but I know that the, the, the main thing is like, you know, you overthink whether it's about a negative situation or maybe your thoughts are just racing, right? Like how it did for me. Um, so I want to talk about an experience that I had over at the DMV, right? I'm going to be a little open with you guys. Um, and, and how I addressed it. And then as well, I'm going to differentiate between when you are in control of the situation, right. And then when you're not, and when you should stop overthinking. So I was at the DMV, this probably wasn't even like a week ago. Um, and, uh, I was late on my insurance payment, right. So they canceled our insurance and I was like, oh shit, I got to get my insurance, man. I was like, <laughs> you know, I was like a little concerned, right. Um, but I knew that I couldn't renew it unless I had a valid driver's license and it had expired because of my birthday. So I went over to the DMV and, um, I went in line, you know, did the whole entire bullshit. People are like, you know, all angry over there and stuff. And the lady, she tells me, she's like, Oh, Hey, like, okay. So you're here to renew your driver's license. Uh, I'm, I'm going to need to see your SR 22. And for those of you guys that don't know, 
An SR-22 is just uh, something that you get if your license had been suspended for drinking under the influence or if like you didn't have insurance. My case was I didn't have insurance, right? And I drove, I think I was like 18, a senior in high school and I crashed or whatever and I got busted. I was like, damn, got me. But uh, um, so yeah, so she's like, I need to see your SR-22. And I was like, oh, um, I don't have my SR-22. My insurance actually got canceled and I need it to go ahead and, uh, and, I, and I need to have my license valid to have insurance to get that SR-22, right? And I think that's reasonable. That's not like like, uh, like something out of the ordinary to, to say, I would assume, right? Like that makes sense. Yeah, okay, I need insurance. I need a valid driver's license. So, you know, like I'm going to pay for it, have it valid, and, you know, and then I'll be able to get insurance with that SR-22. Um, and I guess she went to go talk to like a superior in the back to see what she could do. And then she came back and told me, she was like, hey, there's nothing I can do unless you have that SR-22. And then I explained to her the situation. I was like, well, I can't get that SR-22 back because they canceled the insurance, right? And and without, the ins- without a valid driver's license, I can't have insurance. But I also need <laughs> the SR-22 from the insurance to get the driver's license. So every it was like, it just didn't make any sense to me. I was like, you guys can't help me out. Like you guys can't just let me pay it, send me the card so I can have the SR 22. Like I'm legally supposed to have, you know? And she was like, yeah, no, I don't know what to tell you. You know, like you're not supposed to have uninterrupted insurance for three years. And I was like, wow, you can't mess up once in three years. That's some bullshit. Right? Like I I was upset. I was mad. Um, And I was like, okay, so then what do I do? And then she just kind of threw her hands up in there and she's like, there's not really nothing you can do just after you're, insurance or after your license ends on the suspension, just do it right the next time. That's basically what she told me. She like sent me away and said, there's nothing you can do about it. So I walked out. I was really mad. You know, um, I was pissed as hell. And I called my girlfriend, told her about like the situation. She was like, okay, you know, it's going to be all right. You know, uh, all other stuff. And in my head, I was like, damn, Uh, I was, uh, I was like, how do I even like, like, what do I even do about a situation like this? Like my, my license is about to get suspended because I made one mistake in three years, <laughs> you know, like that, like, that's like, I don't know. It's, it didn't make any sense to me. So I got home and I sat down and I was starting to overthink a bit, right? Like I felt that pressure kind of starting to build up. I was like, crap, what am I going to do, man? Like there's some BS, like it's always some, some, some shit going on, you know? And then I just took a deep breath, right? I was just like, wait a minute. Let me just like really think about this, but like clear headed, right? me think about this so i took a deep breath and i was just like okay what can i do to fix this situation now i always resort to this uh this question whenever i'm in like a real tough spot you know like when uh i became homeless after getting out of the military i got kicked out of my mom's house and uh and i had to do the exact same thing i remember i like pulled up into like a chick-fil-a drive-thru and he saw all my stuff in the back of my car and the guy was like Hey man, like, you know, you can, you can park up and like, I'll give you some free food and stuff like that. And in my head, I guess it just hurt my pride. I was, I was, you know, I was being prideful and I was like, no, 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 it's okay, man. Like, you know, I'm just here to pay and I I just want to take my food parked up. I was crying and I was like, well, you know what? Hold on. Like, what can I do to make this situation better? And I thought it through, you know, and I, I got, got my own place with my lady and stuff like that, you know, so like everything ended up working out anyways, but back to the story, you know, like, took that deep breath. And I was like, what can I do to make this situation better? You know? 
And I was like, okay, well, I talked to my insurance rep and he's working on that right now. And I was like, uh, it might not work out though, is what he was saying. There's a pretty big chance that it's not going to work out because of the fact that we got canceled. So they might not accept us back. And, um, and I was like, okay, so I can't do anything there. I can't do anything with the DMV. Right. And I was like, well, if it's out of my control, if there's nothing that I can do about it, then why worry? And then boom. And I just kind of like took that as my answer. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to add extra stress to my life uh, with a situation that I can't control. There's a, there's a book called 10% Happier. I didn't read this book, but I heard a little bit about it, like a summarized version, I suppose, or like maybe there was like part of a chapter, but it was from a documentary called Minimalism on Netflix. I really recommend that you guys uh, check that out. And uh, I'm not trying to like turn you guys into minimalists, right? But um, they, their ideals and what they value is what I want you guys to pay attention to. And for those of you guys that actually do like watch it and so with that, let me know what you think. I really want to know your insight on like their ideals. But uh, back to the, back to what I was saying, you know, like um, I just took that as my answer and I was like, okay, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. There's nothing I can do about it. You know, it's, it's out of my control and just worrying about something that will eventually happen will just add extra stress. So let's move on to the next thing that I have to get done. And then three days later, oh, no, I'm sorry, not even three days later. I think it was like a day later. My insurance rep texts me and he's all like, hey, man, he's like, uh, everything ended up working out. He's like, I just need the, like, the down payment. It was like three something. And he was like, and then after that, like, you guys, this thing will be good. Your insurance isn't suspended. You got your SR22. You guys are, you guys are solid. And I was like, and I thought about it and I was like, I'm so glad I decided not to overthink this situation because, like, you know, it ended up working out anyways. And that doesn't mean that every situation will work out, right? Like, not, not, not every situation is going to work out. Sometimes it really does go bad, you know? Um, but I was willing to accept that, the, the fact that, like, I was willing to accept the repercussions, right? And after I accepted it, I didn't give it any more energy after that, which caused me to go about my day, like, just like regular, you know, like, I think I went to go help my buddy move some stuff. And I was like, I was laughing. I was having a good time. Like, I didn't, I didn't need to worry about something that I can't control. So I want you guys to go ahead and try and do that too. So like, think of a situation right now, you know, like maybe you're sitting in your car, listening to this, maybe you're working or, uh, on, on the way to work. And, um, I want you to think of a situation either that you're currently in, which I know maybe a few of you guys are, right? Maybe a few of you guys are in a current situation like this or in, in a past experience where you're in a situation where you had some things that you had to do, right? There was the part that you controlled and then the part that you couldn't control. And I want you to go ahead and like divide it. So like, just kind of like how I did. So like how I divided it was, okay, what can I do? All right. I talked to my insurance rep. I went to the DMV. There's nothing that can be done on either sides. So the inevitable is that my license was going to get suspended. Luckily it didn't. Right. But that's, so I thought about that and I was like, okay. And I was like, that's when I separated it. And I was like, that's, that's what I can't control. Right. That, that inevitable thing that, that I thought was going to happen, I can't control. So I wasn't going to give it any energy. Right. And I want you guys to do that same. So think of your situation, you know, like if, like, you know, if in your current one, be like, okay, what can't I control about this situation? And so I don't, so I know what not to worry about.
Um, and for the book, the 10, uh, 10% happier from the documentary minimalism, um, he talks about something called constructive anguish. So constructive anguish, as he defined it, like from what I understood was when you do have to worry to some extent and it can be useful, right? But to an extent, just like anything else, there's always like a limit on it. Um, it can be useful to a certain extent to either like extra prepare you for something or to make sure that you really like get yourself on time, for example, to the airport. And then the rest he says is useless rumination. So really just things that are like, that you're just like really worrying about and causing anxiety over when in reality, it's like, you know, it's, it's not even useful. Right. So the constructive anguish is useful because you're getting yourself ready, right. A little bit of stress and you're like, okay, I got to nail this, whatever it is, or maybe I definitely got to make this fight for this vacation or this business trip or whatever the case may be. And then the rest of it is just, just stuff that's like adding stress to your life, you know, and really just kind of making you miserable. And not only that, but I think overthinking too much to uh, like very often uh, will also help you or not help, but will make you develop anxiety. So try, try your best to like be more aware of the situations that you're in. Right. Like, uh, like the next time you find yourself in this situation and just take a deep breath, guys, that's all it really takes is just take a deep breath and just be like, okay, what can I do? Right. What can I do to make this situation better? And then do all you can do. And if it still doesn't work out, it's okay. Because maybe it wasn't supposed to, maybe there's something else waiting for you, or maybe there's some kind of lesson that life's trying to teach you. Um, I feel like no matter what age, you know, we're all students of life. And if you pay attention to the lessons the first time, then the next time when you go through some kind of BS, right, like it, it won't be as bad. You'll be able to catch yourself and be like, okay, don't worry too much. Or, you know, uh, yeah, like just basically don't worry too much. I feel like that's the biggest thing. Um, so the one time that I had an anxiety attack, right, just an attack, like I said before, I don't think I've ever really had the disorder. But uh, the one time I had the, an anxiety attack, um, my car got towed, right? So I went outside. My car had been towed <laughs> at this place, at the place that I currently live in, like at least like four or five times. And it's always been like some random BS. Like I went outside at like, what was it? I think street sweeping happens uh, on the main street at like 6.30 a.m. I went outside at like 6.28 and my car was already missing. And uh, I came upstairs and I was like, fuck, man, I can't get to work. I, I, I need, I don't, I already paid fucking rent. I don't have any extra money. It's going to be in there for like a couple extra days, you know? And I was just like, I came upstairs and I was just really freaking out. And I remember like I couldn't breathe. And like I said before, like I was trying to stop my thoughts from racing, but they were just, it was building up a pressure the more I resisted. And uh, I remember like putting my head up against the wall, just like trying to catch my breath. And what actually calmed me down because uh, I wasn't in like the happiness stage or like the self-help stage at that point. It was just like, I just got out of the military been maybe been like four or five months. Um, and I wasn't doing any of that shit. So, uh, but what helped me was my dog actually, it was kind of crazy. Like my dog started licking me and like, uh, and, uh, whimpering, I guess. So she knew something was going on. And in my head, I was like, Holy shit, Pebbles, you're an ESA, you know, it's cool as fuck. Um, yeah, so that was my, I'd say, only serious experience with anxiety. Like, I 
understand how like you want to be alone and like you you feel this pressure in your head and you can't control anything going on in your head and that's like really worrisome it makes you feel completely out of control with everything not only yourself but just like with life because you feel like it's falling apart um and then there was another time where uh and this is after the whole entire self-help thing as well right so i guess you could say there's another experience um with me learning not to overthink uh so like uh like i said like you know me and my girlfriend we had struggled whatever and so that financially for some time and uh we got a three-day notice on our door and as soon as i saw a three-day notice they were like hey yeah like either you guys gotta get out in three days or you guys gotta pay this rent in three days i got like immediately like it just reminded me of like my childhood you know like i was like fuck man it's happening all over again like maybe this is just the way that my life is you know like i really believed that for a second and um i think my girlfriend left to work later on and I was by myself with the note and I kept rereading it. And then that's when I felt that same feeling that I felt the day that my car got, my car got towed. And I walked up to the window. Um, it was like to the left of me. And I remember it was like, uh, it was like overcast. So I think this was sometime around February, I think maybe. And I remember just thinking, I was like, damn, you know, like it's, it's beautiful outside. And like, I kind of just distracted myself for a quick second. You know, I was just like, damn, you know, it's beautiful outside. Life is beautiful. And I don't need to worry about something, you know, like I don't need to worry about this. Cause I know I got it. You know, I was like, I can either ask for help or I can just work my fucking ass off. You know, my mom, uh, I work with her as a caregiver. So she started giving me extra hours. And then she also helped me in that situation as well too. She gave me money, but like, and I know that might not happen for everyone, right? Like I'm very fortunate to have a mom that is doing well so she can help me. And that's not everyone's situation. Um, but I want you to keep in mind more of the fact of like how I could have handled the situation, right? How most people would, which is like, they're freaking out. They don't know what the hell to do in my head. I knew at that moment, I was like, okay, pick up extra hours, obviously right off the fly. Right? Like that's, that's the number one thing. I need more money. Um, and then I gave my money, my mom, the money back, uh, after I started working those extra hours over at caregiving. But, you know, I just... I pretty much just came up with the plan, right? Which like I just said was, okay, extra hours, right? And then that's it. And and I didn't give it any extra thought than that because I understand what's going on, right? I have like, I, I have the information like, okay, you got three days, right? So I knew that once I have the information, why do I need to remind myself about it? Obviously, it's a stressful situation. No one wants to be in a situation like that. And I think a, a lot of us, especially if you're here from California, can probably relate with this, whether it's yourself or your parents you know that that happened to maybe it was just a letter or maybe you guys actually like got kicked out of your place right we've all been there i think and um and yeah i just i i didn't want to continue to think about a situation that was going to stress me out because i knew the action i had to take so become more aware about your situation and learn to control your emotions guys and things are going to get like way fucking better if you do that i, I promise you like I think overthinking, controlling my emotions, right, was, I'd say, one of the biggest life-changing moments. Um, and how to stop overthinking for, for myself, right? These are just tips that I did. You know, I usually give you guys, like, tips at the end of an episode. For myself was 
through meditation, right? So some of you guys might not want to do this. Um, I think it's, I, I don't know. It's weird. I used to think that this is going to sound kind of like douchey, but I used to think it was fucking like retarded. You know, like I was like, oh, meditation's gay, dude. Like, you know, like I always thought of it like that because I, I knew meditation or I had information about in uh, meditation, like how most people do, you know, like I was, I headline read it, you know, like I'm like, oh, meditation, you know, you fucking monk on a mountain, you know, such and such. But when I really started to like uh, look at like YouTube videos and so like that, right? Like it was only a click away. So I looked it up um, when I started looking at YouTube videos and like all these other things about meditation and I saw the benefits and I saw that meditation isn't about stopping your thoughts. It's about letting them come and go, you know, cause I, I realized, and I actually just finished meditating not too long ago. Um, I have like this little booth that I plan on using for the next episode, by the way, it's going to be dope, but uh, I sit in there cause it's soundproof. And, uh, it talked about learning to not resist thoughts and like have an empty mind, but to allow your thoughts to come and go. And once I heard that, you know, like not today, but like, you know, a while back ago, like when um, I was looking at videos of it on YouTube, I thought that was really fucking cool. I was like, wow, you know, like I completely misunderstood um, what meditation was. I thought it was like, you know, you never think about anything. Your mind's always empty during the meditation practice. But no, it's really just being at ease with your thoughts and not hanging on to any particular one, especially the ones that stress you the most. Um, and really just being in the present moment. So this is, I have another story, right? One more story. This is when I knew I was truly happy. And it was probably, there. I, I don't think there will ever be a drug that will ever make me feel the way I felt that day, you know? So I was riding on my motorcycle, right? I think it was like a weekend. It's probably like a Sunday or Saturday. And there was some, I think it was like springtime. And there was some event going on over at Columbia Park, which is in Torrance. And I was riding on my motorcycle down, uh, I think it was Prairie. And I remember feeling the wind, man. The, the wind felt so good. I had music like like bomb music playing in my ears, right? I have my headphones in. And I, I was just like bumping to it, like bobbing my head. And I was like, man, today's a great day. And I look to my right and I see these families, a ton of them. The park is filled. First time I've seen the park filled in a long time um, of just families coming over, playing with their kids, hanging out with friends, like walking the dog, you know, like, and I saw people smiling and laughing and it really... It almost like on some note, like I'm not trying to be like, uh, how do I say? I'm not trying to sound like weird or anything, but it kind of made me want to like, I was so happy to the point where it kind of made me want to cry. And I was, I was so happy to see people living their life with the people that they love experiencing life, not worrying about what bills next month or the shit that happened to them in the past, but just being here in this moment. And there was nothing better than that feeling. There will never, ever, ever be anything better than that feeling that I felt that day. And that's when I knew that this was something that I should do for the rest of my life. Like this is, I need to meditate every day. I need to be in the present moment. I need to stop thinking about what people or care about what people think about me. I need to stop you know, worrying about the things that I can't control, you know, like 
just all these things that I've learned over time and like really just living life and experiencing it and not caring about what, like, how do I say it? Like not really what job that you have. Right. Cause of course you have to do a little bit of grinding and eat some shit. Right. Like, you know, have a tough time for a little bit. Cause I think that really builds character, but pursuing a life that's yours is what I'm trying to say, you know, because when I, when I look back on, on like, everywhere I had been in my life, you know, and I, and I, I think I've actually done quite a bit, like more than the average teenager at that time, you know, like I was in different programs. I was, I was, uh, I was in CHP, you know, and I got to see a lot of different things. I got to travel around, whatever. And I think that really built a lot of determination and determination in me, but that was really about it. And, uh, and now having determination and being happy and, you know, just not overthinking every little problem that comes into my life, you know, really made an impact. And I feel like if you guys try meditation or look at other forms of ways to try and uh, not think about like, like what's going on in the future, the past, and you're really just staying in the present, I feel like things will really start to change for you guys too, because I've noticed that whenever I've been in the present moment, right? I went to Vegas with my girlfriend and, uh, and we were also like, we were, we were having like a bomb ass time, but like, we were like, okay, like we're a little stressed out because next month, like it's going to be a little thin, you know, like it's going to be a smaller uh, month because we're taking this vacation. But at no point when I was in Vegas, did I think about that? I wasn't thinking about next month's bill. I didn't think about, you know, my friend that killed himself or, anything like that. Like I, it was, it was no thoughts just being there. So find ways to be in the present moment because nothing is better than being in the moment that you're currently in right now. You know, nothing is better than it. It's, it's really, it's the most stress-free thing I've, I've ever felt, you know, and I really want this for you guys, you know, and I hope you guys, like uh, for, for those of you guys that are like keeping up with the podcast, I know there are a few of you and I, I appreciate the fuck out of you guys, especially when you guys give me feedback on ways that I can improve. But, you know, I, I really hope that you guys are doing these things because I, I want you guys' life to change. You know, that's why I'm doing this. I, I, I used to be so cynical. I used to hate life, man. I, I thought this was shit, <laughs> you know, like it was, I just thought it was like, that's just the way the world is. It's cruel but there's so much beauty in it. And I feel like what we choose to see is what we will see. Right. So I think I talked about that in the last episode, something a little bit about self identity. And um, I think I even talked a little bit about it too in, uh, in the first episode where I said, uh, I think I was talking about like how you should always um, look for the positive in things and uh, doing that as well definitely helped me. Uh, it, it helped me like tremendously. It was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I really want you guys to do this stuff because I want you guys' life to improve. And I know, like, I, I don't think my way is right, but I know that it's better than where you're at now because that's why you're listening, right? You're listening to improve your life. And I can tell you right now from not only just like being here, but from who I used to be as well, that 
you don't have to do what I'm telling you to do. But I know for a fact that if you don't, right, if you choose not to and you're just listening, your life will never change from what it is now. So find a way to make it your own, right? Maybe none of this shit that I say that I says help you, meditation, none of that stuff, but look it up for yourself. Try it out for yourself. Find out what works for you because every person is different. Like I mentioned before, I just want you guys to follow this in a generalized sense. Um, so yeah, man, you know, like I really hope that you guys are following and doing these things that I'm asking you guys to do. You don't have to, but I know that if you start and you find an interest in it and you start to do it on like, like whether it's daily or it's like weekly, right? Like it really just depends. There will be change. There will be change or you'll be a little bit more aware about yourself and you can change it up to how you need it to be. So there will be change. So yeah, guys, um, that's it for this episode. Uh, I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Remember to, uh, to go ahead and try and catch yourself in times that you're overthinking and, uh, and yeah, man, you guys have a good one and I'll catch you guys later. Peace.